0: The Perfect Stress Podcast does not provide medical or nutritional advice, nor is it a substitute for medical or nutritional advice, and is not intended for the prevention, cure, or mitigation of any medical condition or disease. This podcast provides information only. Please consult a physician or nutritionist for advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perfect Stress Podcast where we walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. I'm Adam Darrow, your host and founder of MyStressAlarm.com. Just a quick update on the MyStressAlarm app. It's ready to test in the App Store. Yay! It's not released to the general public yet. We want to test it first, make sure everything's working properly. Um, But I do need testers, so if you're interested, please email me directly at adam at perfectstresscoaching.com. Doesn't take much time. It's just a matter of using the app normally, which takes about a minute a day. And then using the feedback page within the app to report any bugs, make suggestions, ask any questions. And I sure do appreciate it and I appreciate all the testers who've helped us get the app this far. Very exciting, and hopefully, I mean, the whole point of the app is to help people. People like me who work really hard and have ambitious goals and want a better way to walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms, as I always start off each episode, right? Because otherwise, you know... You're, you're really flying blind, plugging away at your working goals, having no idea when your next flare is going to be. And I use the word flare very generally to mean any symptoms, not just autoimmune, but heartburn, tension headaches, muscle spasms, irritable bowel syndrome, high blood pressure, depression, and so on. There are so many ways that our bodies speak to us when stress is an issue. And, you know, every once in a while, I get the question, how do you know if a symptom is stress-related? That's a good question. And the answer is, you just know. And by the way, you're the only one who can know. No one else can tell you that. So as time goes by, you can tell if it's stress-related. And and there's a general consensus in the medical community that stress definitely can trigger symptoms, okay? Okay. Researchers may not be able to explain exactly how that works, for example, the, the mind-gut connection, but it's real. And I would say conservatively, based on having monitored some big online health support groups over the past 10 plus years, we're talking many thousands of members, inflammatory bowel disease, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's, autoimmune, at least 20% of all posts deal with stress. Like someone will post, does anybody else think stress triggers their symptoms? And there'll be no less than 200 comments within an hour. Heck yeah. So, most folks, patients are on board with the mind-body connection. That's not really something you have to try to convince people of. Sure as the sky is blue, they'll figure it out for themselves, eventually. It may take a while to come to that conclusion, because obviously not every chronic health issue is stress-related, right? So it may take several months to several years by uh, process of elimination and just general experience dealing with your symptoms before you arrive at the conclusion that stress is triggering at least some of your symptoms. And I've talked about this before many times how especially complicated digestive issues are because you almost always jump to the conclusion that it's a certain food or ingredient that's triggering your symptoms. And in the short term there may be you know certain foods that exacerbate your symptoms, but you know you may decide to join a support group online to ask questions and share experiences with others, not knowing that that support group is ran by a dietitian or a health coach looking for clients. No disrespect, but they almost always ignore the idea that stress may be underlying may be the underlying trigger. And jump right into recommending all kinds of dietary restrictions and going down that road, which is a shame if you're like me. Now, I've talked about my digestive issues, and and just really quickly, I'll I'll, uh, go over it again. About 15 years ago or so, after I was already diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, I ate an apple, and my stomach churned for days. It was very uncomfortable. So naturally, I'm thinking, okay, I have to avoid apples now, you know, which kind of sucked because I love apples and they help curb my appetite, so I don't go to the vending machine at work, and you know, you can pretty much get them year round. But you know, basically, it was a staple in my diet up to that point. So I, it was kind of a big deal for me to give that up. But anyway, so after a couple years, once I somewhat got my stress in check, I said, "What the heck?" and I tried a small piece of an apple. And I waited and it didn't do anything. And so I ate the whole thing and I've been eating an apple almost every day since. So anyway, the moral of the story, if a certain food is proving to exacerbate your symptoms, then of course avoid it for now. Um, If a certain diet or acupuncture or meds or something else uh, is helping, then by all means continue that for now. But your body will just find other ways to talk to you if stress is the main underlying trigger. Okay, So it would behoove you to know that so that long-term you can avoid triggering symptoms and you don't have to limit your diet unnecessarily or continue expensive treatments if you don't have to. Now, of course, you're all smart enough to know, but I feel compelled to remind everyone to always talk with your doctor first before starting any new treatments or dietary changes or anything like that. But anyway, getting back to the app and the importance of chronic stress monitoring, which is what the app does, people will say to me from time to time, hey Adam, there's no wiggle room in my schedule, there's nothing I can do. So what's the point of just monitoring your 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 chronic stress? And I can see there are times when you're stuck between a rock and a hard place, and it might make more sense to stick with your current workload and, and essentially take the risk, even if it's high. It's not ideal. It's a dilemma. And I've brought this up in, in past episodes, um, situations like that, family-related, um, chunking in terms of productivity. And, and, and maybe I'll, I'll talk about that again in a future episode. It's been a while. But here's the thing. If you can make time to see the doctor after you flare, if you can make time to get whatever treatments after you flare, if you can make time to rest after you flare, then you can certainly make some adjustments preemptively, which will undoubtedly be less painful, be less expensive, and less disruptive to your life than going through an actual flare, right? And I have some suggestions I like to offer for uh, what to do when you're approaching your threshold. But the great thing about chronic stress monitoring is that it allows you to target those adjustments more precisely to minimize disruption to your schedule. So let's say you're using the My stress Alarm app and, and your stress score is slowly inching up day-to-day uh, toward your threshold, starts off green, then it goes to yellow, and, and now you're in the red. What do you do? Well, one thing you can do right away is put off certain tasks. And reduce your standards temporarily. When I used to go to Dr. Peng, uh, and she would ask me, how, how hard am I working or how, how well am I sleeping? She would also say, reduce, reduce. And um, so, for example, if you clean your, your home once a week, okay, maybe drop that back to every other week for a while. So your home's a little dirtier temporarily. It's not the end of the world. And along those same lines, you know, consider rescheduling any non-essential, non-medical appointments. Keep your medical ones. (laughs) Uh, Again, just to give yourself a break. You know, that's not such a bad thing, you know. And of course, you can buy yourself time, you know, getting carry out, you know, more long-term, maybe look into these uh, meal prep services. I use one. I won't mention the name, not trying to endorse anything but um there's a lot of different ones out there you know a lot of competition for these meal prep delivery services grocery delivery i just started to use that because of my injury so i still do the regular grocery shopping i just can't get past someone else picking out my produce but for the for the more heavier things um I did start to use a service, it, um, it was a flat $15 fee, plus you're, um, you know, expected to tip the driver, driver gets all that tip money, so, um, and I tipped very well because I wanted them to bring the groceries inside the house, because they're, they're not obligated to do that, they're, they're just obligated to, I think, put it on your, your front step, but, uh, I put an instruction in there, and I gave them an extra tip, and they had no problem bringing it in the house. But anyway, um, that's another thing to consider. Handyman services, even if you know how to do it, you know, sometimes it just pays to hire somebody else, you know, um, who could probably get it done faster and better. I'll spare you my DIY nightmares. (laughs) But... um, all kinds of freelancing services. Right now with the whole gig economy, there are so many things that you can hire somebody to do that you didn't even you wouldn't even imagine five years ago, ten years ago for sure, doing research for you on the internet. Let's say you're trying to I don't know, buy something or you know, do something, whatever. You know, sometimes you have to spend an hour or two researching things. Well maybe pay somebody else, you know, twenty dollars to do that, give yourself a break. But all kinds of things. And by the way, not all these tips apply to everyone. I should mention that, you know. um, But um, another thing, if you have the vacation time, okay, earmark a few days a year to use as a preemptive measure if you think that you'd be taking even more time off later when you're really sick. Okay, so again, by using, you know, by doing the chronic stress monitoring you know, you can see roughly, again, roughly, how close you are to triggering symptoms. So, I mean, if you trigger symptoms, think about how that process goes and, and, and what you're going to have to go through if you do that, you know. So, it's kind of a cost-benefit analysis you're doing there. But, I tell you, um, you know, what's the saying? Um, ounce of prevention's worth a pound to cure. So... With the chronic stress monitoring, you now have that data to make data-driven decisions, calculated risks. So you can you can see what you might be in for if you don't, you know, invest a little bit more in your time and and kind of uh, do things preemptively like that. But anyway, um, another thing you can do if you're quickly approaching your threshold is get stress-relieving treatments like acupuncture, which I'm a big believer in. And by the way, you know, please talk with your doctor first. Again, I mentioned it before, but can't mention it too much. Um, And speaking of talking with your doctor, if you're a patient who takes maintenance drugs for chronic conditions that are triggered or worsened by stress, and again, only you would know that, talk with your doctor about the possibility of temporarily upping the dosage as a precautionary measure during those higher risk periods when you're closer to your threshold number doesn't it's not a you know obviously it's not a an option for everybody it it, it was for me except I took it a step further even in my case I actually stopped taking meds altogether on a daily basis and and just Take them during those higher risk periods. But again, you know, always talk with your doctor first before adjusting your dosage. Well, anyway, that's my two cents for this week. I really value your feedback, so please don't be shy. You can post a comment on the Perfect Stress Facebook page. Again, you can email me directly, adam at perfectstresscoaching.com. Love to hear from you. Well, that's it for this week. Stay safe. Wishing you good health and success, and thank you very much for listening. If you have an autoimmune disorder, heartburn, tension headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, high blood pressure, depression, or something else you think is stress-related, please try MyStressAlarm.com today. It's free for a limited time, there's no wearables or sensors needed, and it takes just one minute a day if you're slow. That's MyStressAlarm.com. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in, and if you'd like to get new episodes automatically, just click subscribe. Also, I'd be much obliged if you left a review or comment. Well, until next time, wishing you good health and success, and remember, stress less to be your best.